What's going on, y'all? This your boy, Chris Simmons, coming to you with another podcast episode. And man, I am just so blessed and highly favored to be here in this new year, 2021. I can't believe I made it. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Amen. I'm just so blessed to be here. Um, 2020 has just been a a crazy year uh, for everybody and even for myself. Um, I know I've dealt with some personal challenges over the uh, last 12 months, uh, but I have recovered and I'm definitely um, in a better place in my life. And I'm just ready to take off in this new year. And, you know, I have a lot of, you know, visions and dreams for myself, uh, starting with this uh, podcast. I know I started it back in 2020 when I was dealing with my whole Achilles injury and you know, having to deal with all that, all that emotion and pain. And I'm really, you know, trying to take this podcast to the next level. I mean, like I told you guys before, I've always been trying to get people on, trying to have different perspectives on. And, you know, I'm just really excited for what God has in store for me this year. So, you know, the purpose, obviously, for y'all is just to, you know, be able to promote positive content, be able to you know, give you guys that positive energy in this life because there's a lot of negative stuff going on right now. And so what we need is just to, you know, build our mental state, you know, be able to be in a positive mindset going forward because, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the craziness of the world. It's easy to get caught up in the news and what the people are saying, CNN, Fox News, all this other stuff. But we just have to know that, you know, if we're still here, we are still blessed, you know, so we have to, you know, make sure to take advantage of every single opportunity. And, you know, I want to just be able to pour into you, to your soul, into your mind, into your spirit to know that everything going to be all right. OK, everything's going to be all right and we're going to make it and to just keep dreaming and to keep grinding and continue to keep going after your goals. Um, another thing that's been going on in, in 2021 is that. I have now started an online merchandise business um, that I, I think I started at, I think I started like two weeks ago. So I have T-shirts. I got masks. I'm about to do hoodies. So I'm on eBay. Uh, if you go on eBay and you type Chris's motivational gear, you'll be able to find some stuff that I just released. I'm in the process of making some more stuff. But yeah, I would definitely promote that. Um because now, you know, we have for this podcast, we have an Instagram, so Instagram and a TikTok. And if you're trying to f- find our podcast on Instagram and TikTok, it's the same username. It's called Disinfecting Your Life. No spaces, no capitals. So at Disinfecting Your Life, that's where you can find on Instagram and uh, and TikTok. We're in the process of, you know, expanding to YouTube and Twitter. So, you know, check us out on, on social media. I have gotten into social media. Uh, I know that's crazy because I didn't think I was ever going to, you know, get back to it because I told you guys I really wasn't on there. But for the purpose of trying to, you know, bring positivity, be able to promote this podcast, I thought social media wouldn't be a bad thing. So, you know, I was open to it. Uh, so I definitely have that on Instagram and, and TikTok. So please, you know, give us a follow, give us a like. You know, we will definitely be, I will definitely be posting um, more, more weekly and just giving you guys more episodes, more, more weekly. Um, but yeah, I'm excited because 
I have a special guest on. Uh, I'm about to introduce y'all to a special guest. This is my my day one, my best friend. This this dude, this is the dude I've met. This was the first guy I met when I first came to Kent. And this was before even school started. This was like, they have this program called DKS. It's like, you know, like orientations for, for college students. You know what I'm saying? For those of you who are in college, you know what I'm talking about. You got to go through orientation, especially if you're a freshman just starting out. So I met this guy, you know, even before school started at the orientation. We hit it off real well. And to this day, we have remained friends. And he's just been there for my uh, by my side and has really supported me and has also supported me through this bit through this business and this brand. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my man Shay Spaniard. Hey. What's going on, big dog? Yeah. What's up, boy? Man, you're pumping my tires a lot. I really appreciate that intro. It means a lot because you're my day one too, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Brotherly love on the podcast. Inspiration and brotherly love. <laughs> yes, sir, Shay. Shay, man, it's great to have you, man. So, you know, I guess I want to start off by just opening the floor to you, man. So you know, why don't you tell tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, man? Like, what do you do? You know, where you go to school? What's your plan? Like, what's what's up? What's up, bro? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm Shay. I mean, um, I had a, definitely a little bit of background about me. I've had an interesting childhood, to say the least. Um, I moved eight times growing up. I've lived in Chicago twice, Los Angeles twice, Georgia, uh what else? Dallas, Scottsdale, Buffalo, and Vermont. And then after that, I came to Kent State to play ice hockey here. And that's where I met Chris. But as a 21-year-old freshman, after taking two years off, after I graduated from a small prep school in New England to go play juniors, uh, which is U20, up in Canada, different parts of Canada and the United States, played for five teams over the course of two years. And... Um, uh, I am now part of Chris's team, I guess. I'm like the back-end kind of guy with social media and everything. Yes, so sir, yes, sir. you're not going to hear me talk a lot, but I'll be behind the scenes, you know, kind of running the social media pages. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I I'm so grateful to be able to have him be a part of this process, man, because I've always been, you know, trying to find different ways to grow this thing. And, you know, it's always great to have somebody there by yourself, by your side, you know, helping you out. That's, you know, he has really opened my, my mind up to some different ideas. Uh, that's that's basically how I got back on social media. Uh, he was, you know, like I said, he's a marketing major. Um, so he is really helping me, help me out with the advertising. So that's really how I got put back on because I was a little skeptical. I'm just like, you know, I don't really have Instagram. I don't def definitely don't like TikTok. So I'm like, how are we going to do this thing? He was like, oh, look, bro. I got this, man. So he has really, you know, been there and helped and helped me through, you know, this process. Not just this process, but you know, just everything. Just you know, being a, a good friend, you know, looking out for me and everything like that. So his, it has definitely been a blessing uh, to be able to meet him and just to be able to, you know, remain friends with him to this day. Yeah, same. Same goes for you. You know, I was really happy you could bring me on board and uh, allow me to, you know, show you some other stuff. You know, like uh, how to promote your podcast and you know i feel like social media isn't necessarily good or bad it's a tool you can use and what you can do with it could be good or bad like when i first showed you the tiktoks and you were like man what's <laughs> yeah. going on here right, everyone's exactly. dancing around jumping yeah. around uh, yeah watch a hockey stuff so i'm like hey listen like if you can it, whatever comes on your page is what like, you like so there's an algorithm and people listen and get it so 
if people are into certain things, certain things will come up. If they're into improving their life, stuff about improving their life will come on. And like I showed you different coaches for Division One sports were on there, and you know even professional teams are on there now. And you were like, oh, so I can use it as a tool to build something, not just waste my time. And so absolutely, you know, thank you for bringing me on. Yes, sir, man. You hear that? You like like I said, man. This is the marketing major. I just <laughs> I just manage it, bro. Like I just manage it. He takes care of all that because I'm not really in the social media. But that's why that's the that's the you know, that's the benefit of having somebody who's willing to help you out. And I know I've talked about that in the past about having great relationships, you know, with people who can really, you know, be in your boat and help you, you know, roll the boat to wherever it is you need to go, man. But no, I'm I'm just, you know, just so grateful for this, for the opportunity yeah, for him to be here. Appreciate so, it. yeah. So, you know, I'm interested. I'm I'm, I'm actually interested, Shay, to kind of, um, you know, get your. Get your take on something, man. Uh, with us being in the new year, I know a lot of people have different, uh, you know, resolutions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, you know, always talking about, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to, you know, become a, a chef. I'm going to, you know, lose weight, you know, so on and so forth. So I'm just interested to know what are some of your plans uh, for 2021? What do you hope to accomplish? What I hope to accomplish, so... This year for me has been kind of a, a roller coaster to say the least, you know. Uh, or I should say 2020. It's only been four days into this year. But, um, you know, I thought I was going to be able to play my junior season at Kent. And unfortunately, uh, my season was canceled. So I've just been skating, training, skating with some pro-am groups, you know, trying to keep my game up. So for this upcoming season, my goal is to be the best I can be on the ice for my senior year. And hopefully land a pro contract at the end of the year so I can go off and pursue the dream I've been trying to pursue since I was seven years old. So that's all that's all that's all I'm thinking about right now is just yes, trying sir. to get to my goals. <laughs> yeah, this this the hockey guy right here. So he he's always been talking to me about hockey. Now I, I really don't understand what the you know, the whole thing about hockey because I don't I never grew up watching that. I'm football basketball all the way. Uh, but when I met this guy, he was like, yo, I'm on the hockey team. Like, did you know this and that about hockey? I'm just like, what? I'm like, the only thing I know about hockey is dudes like just, you know, getting in the fights and shit. <laughs> like, I'm just like, boom. Yeah, you, know? you, came, you came to our first game and you're like, how come no one fought? I was like, well, right. of course you can't fight in college hockey. That's not a thing. Right, because, so. you know, I'm used to seeing people get beat up by the glass and stuff. So well, there's still some of that. I mean, you saw us pump one of the local teams, 10 rep, and uh, you were like, damn, man. You oh. Got I do remember that. Was it John Carroll? Yeah, it was John Carroll. That Carole. dude was like going going oh. in, bro. Yeah, they had a guy that was like six foot five, and he got crushed by one of our teammates. that was like five foot eight or whatever. That was pretty funny. That's crazy, dude. I remember that. I remember that. Freshman year was definitely something that was a learning curve for sure. You know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I want to ask you next. Like, I know you have, you know, you've talked to me about, you know, having these goals and dreams to play in, you know, pro. But semi-pro, you know, in the in the professionals. Um, so, like, you know, talk about some of those challenges. Like, what are some of those challenges that you have, you've had, you have had to overcome? And you know, what are those? Like, what is what are what are those steps look like to you know overcome those challenges and to you know be able to continue to stay on stay on your path to where you want to be, even though it may be you know difficult. Absolutely, yeah. So it's definitely something that. Definitely a big challenge for me was at the end of my... So I graduated 
from prep school in 2016. I went off to play for my first year of juniors in the like basically a junior B league in Boston. And, you know, for those not familiar with the junior system, it basically goes junior A, junior B, junior C. So I was basically playing in like a junior B league in Boston and I had a very good season. You know, I was like top 20 in the league in almost every stat. Like I definitely proved that I belong to the junior A level and I made it to the junior A level, which is pretty tough. You know, I made that jump up as a 20 year old. So my last year and you can, I went to Canada, so you could only have a certain amount of Americans. You were allowed four Americans per team, and you were only allowed nine 20-year-olds per team. So I took up two of those kind of exceptional exception spots, you know. So definitely took the team a lot of faith to sign me, and you know, I thought I was going to be playing a lot. But I had a lackluster preseason because uh, I wasn't able to stay mentally clear. And I ended up bouncing around that year playing for four different teams, which is really mm-hmm. hard for me because... Mm-hmm. You know, something that I wasn't expecting, and I lost a lot of college offers. So I was really lucky I came to Kent. But it wasn't easy, you know, coming in as a freshman because, you know, I was used to being the guy when I was playing in juniors and even in prep school. Like, I think my last year of juniors, I had um, three consecutive months where I started every game. I started every game for three consecutive months. And my freshman year, you remember, I was lucky even if I dressed the game. I was healthy, Mm -hmm. scratched almost every game up in the stands and – you know, I was I probably had one of the better resumes when I came in to Kent. You know, I played in one of the better junior leagues in the in the in North America. We had seven guys drafted in the NHL for my league, so I thought. And then my last league I played in, uh, where I got traded to, we had you know a couple college commits that were Division One and a couple guys playing, uh, like Team Canada World Juniors eventually, or like the Team Canada Challenge Cup. But it was definitely very tough, and I lost my focus. You know. I thought, well, if I'm not going to play hockey, I guess I'll just mess around and just live as a regular college and just party and drink, which was a mistake. And I feel like that I overcame that by, you know, finding my why, finding my reason why I do stuff Mm. and, like, why play hockey in the first place and really thinking, like, do I just want to be a guy who made it to college and played or do I want to be a guy who went to college, dominated, and played pro? And, you know, I got to make a couple bucks along the way and – Get to tell my seven-year-old self, hey, I did it. I proved everyone wrong. Absolutely. Hey, man, I, you know, the thing about... A little long-winded there, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good, man. See, that's what I like to do, man. I like for... You know, when I have people on, you know, I like to be able to have them talk. Because some people, you know, they have people on, they be like, they ask them, you know, how they feel about this, and they just, you know, interrupt. So for me, you know, I like to sit back and listen and just really... You know, hear the full story, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm glad that, you know, you opened up about that because I remember, you know, I remember, you know, freshman year, I remember when you were like, yeah, you know, I want to, you know, play on the hockey team. I remember just, you know, watching you through that whole process and how it was um, it was challenging, you know, coming in as a as a freshman, um, you know, trying to compete with the upperclassmen. We were an old team too. Let me yeah. cut you off there, sorry. But like I think we had three guys on the team that turned twenty six at the end of the year, you know. I came in, I was twenty, turning twenty one, and we had four goalies, so I'm a goalie. We had four guys in the same position as me and then, you know, at one point I was the last guy in the depth chart because, you know, I didn't put in my work and the other goalie was more liked by the coaching staff. You know, at the end of the year I ended up um overtaking his spot and he ended up transferring somewhere else and he got deported <laughs> so he didn't really get trans. he didn't really transfer he just got deported and um we had a kid graduate and then this year uh 
the guy above me got hurt, so I was I was the guy my sophomore year after being at one point the fourth string goalie. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. You see, I like I like I was saying, like I just remember, you know, um, you know, watching this guy trying to, you know, just just get on the ice because, you know, I would come like you like he was saying, like I would come to his games. This man would be like he wouldn't. The cam- he, the camera. He, wouldn't he, was wouldn't, the game. he wouldn't even be like. I was even on the bench. Like, like he wasn't even on the bench. He was like, just like in a he was in a suit and tie. How did I look though? He was, was a, a kid. I was one of the best looking guys in the stands. That's but bro, man, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you people could have thought you was a manager for the I, team. I, or I know. Bro. I remember like, uh, people be like, "You on the team?" And like, yeah, you 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 in the you in the stand, you know, uh, uh, making making film, bro. <laughs> I remember uh, this girl I, uh, I went in uh, hang out with. She came in one of the games and snapped me. He goes, "Wait, I thought you were on the team." I was like, no, nah, I, 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 I used to, I used to, I used to tell people, yeah, I, I'm hurt, or uh, I think one time I pissed off someone and they snapped me and they're like, hey, nice game today. I was like, oh, ouch, yeah. ouch. Yeah, see, that's that. I mean, we've all been there. I mean, if you yeah. ever play sports, I mean, I, I was there. Um, you know, my my sophomore year of high school, I remember they. Um, you know they put me on on the scout team at first, and I'm just like, "What is this? Like, yeah, why dude. you why you disrespecting me, man?" And so you know, I had that mentality to keep pushing for because I'm like, "Bruh, like I know that I'm better than a scout team player." You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, "Why am I even in this position?" You know what I mean? And and in that moment, because you know I was used to, um. You know, being crazy, you know, coming coming up in elementary school and, and middle school and, and even my freshman year of high school. But when I got to the varsity level, I could tell like it was a whole different level because it don't matter, you know, what you did in your past. And that's what I had to realize that if I wanted to, you know, get a shot at playing on the field, I had to outwork some of these dudes. And so that's what I did. You know, I you know, I can relate to my man Shay, you know, where. You know, he was in a position where he didn't feel like the coach was, you know, respecting him and, and his ability. Oh, yeah, we definitely clashed. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. I we, got a, we got a new head coach now, which was good. You know, uh, he, me and my old coach did not get along, to say the least. And uh, yep. me and the new head coach, he was the assistant coach when he recruited me. We got along very well. So it's really nice to have both coaches now because our new assistant coach as well is very supportive of me and really fought for me. So it's really good to hear that, you know, this this upcoming year and I'm not going to play a game for 20 months. I'm, or I mean, I wouldn't have to play the game for 20 months, but to know that, you know, I'm going to be uh, given the upper hand because I'm a senior and, you know, that they believe in me. So yeah, it's good. And I think, you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, sometimes when people aren't familiar with you and, and what you can do, Sometimes, you know, they can just overlook you because, you know, like in sports, like if you're like a rookie, they may not they may not trust you yet because, you know, they've had dudes that's been there longer. So they may not, you know, really fully understand what you can really do. So they'll just kind of put you anywhere, which is, you know, how I was in my situation. So I had to, you know, have that 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 will to be able to, you know, show them, look, like, I'm not this just regular player that you think I am. Like, I can really rise to the occasion. And so that's what I started doing is waking up at 6 a.m. and started working out. I was on the track. You know, I was lifting. Like, we would have, you know, we would have uh, football workouts three times a week at 6 a.m. So on those off days, 
I would wake up 6 a.m. myself and do my own workout. And even after the workouts we had on on the, on those three days, I would go back home and work out myself. So I so that junior year, you know, I was just continuing to to work tirelessly to continue to keep going after whatever whatever it was I wanted to accomplish. And now, unfortunately, my junior year, you know, I worked so hard and you know ended up tearing my PCL, which was unfortunate. But I think you know the main purpose is whatever you want in this world, whatever you want to accomplish, you have to go after it and you cannot, you know, give up the fight. And so that's what, you know, I'm going to transition to, you know, talking about today is having that resiliency to keep going, even though it may not look good, you know, on your journey. Right. And so one of the ways that, you know, you can keep yourself motivated. One is you got to, first of all, you got to wake up every day. Okay, you cannot uh, you cannot go out and accomplish something if you're if you're just laying in your bed chilling. See, you cannot wait for stuff that, you know, you can't sit around and be mad at where you at because it's not where you want it to be. You have to get up every day, you know, with a mindset and a mentality that says nobody out here is going to stop me. Right? Because you have because there's a lot of people who want what you want. So what's going to separate you, you know, from those other people that want what you want. Right. So exactly. Yeah. That's that's my thing is like you have it first starts with you getting up out of bed. Right. Because you cannot put in any work unless you get up out of bed and you and you make it happen for yourself. That's why we get up at 6 a.m. Exactly. You <laughs> see me and Shay. See, I put this man on to. Uh, working out with me, um, I know he can't uh, he can't work out with me all the time because he does skates up in Cleveland. Yeah, with, my skates so. are at eight a.m. So yeah, it's not tough. But we work out at six a.m. To I mean, together we work out two to three times a week. You yeah. work out five times five a week. days a week. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm lifting five to seven days a week in general, and or I my goal is four, but I usually end up five or seven, mm-hmm. and then I'm skating about three times a week. Right. But you're lifting five. Yeah. So we're definitely out here, you know, getting shit done. Excuse me, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, you good, right? No, that's all good. But no, like you said, like, you know, I believe in waking up at 6 a.m. Now, a lot of people, they can't do that. A lot of people cannot wake up that early. But and I'm not saying that you got to wake up at six o'clock in the morning like I like me and Shay do sometimes. 7 a.m. is okay too. (laughs) But as long now, come on. <laughs> now you, now listen. I, I listen. I, I, I'm for me. I'm just an early bird. Now, yeah. like, like you said, like you know, there may be people that can get that can wake up at eight and and, and be productive. But whatever it is, you got to wake up. You got to wake up and see. For me, I believe in waking up early because, you know, my dad was telling me this. You know, my dad, me and my dad are are, are similar because he wakes up at four. Now four. Is a little too early for me, so I'm 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 like dang, like I'm like groggy in the morning. I'm like no, see six a.m. is perfect for me, and and because it's still early in the morning, it's still, you know, at the crack of dawn, and you know what my dad was telling me, you know, he was like yo, like, you know, the reason you know I like to do my stuff in the morning is because you you got you have more control of your day exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, like when we work out at six. And then, like, we literally leave the gym by, like, what, like, 
eighth, eight something, eight fifteen, and like what we got the rest of the day. Right. And then like the day uh when we made all the social media platforms, it was we worked out for like an hour and a half. We did we worked on this for two or three hours and it was one o'clock when we were done. Right. And we did everything. And we ate breakfast too. Exactly. <laughs> See, I just believe in getting up and, and, and you know, starting my day off on the right foot. Um I've never really been able to sleep past nine. I think the latest I've really slept in was like nine. And that's really on Sundays. Because Sunday, you know, it's always important to give yourself a break. Obviously, you don't want to overdo it. Don't overdo it, right? You want to, you want to, that's a big reason I'm like overtraining. Like when I was skate, when I was working, there was a span of three weeks where I worked out every day and I skated three or four times a week. And at the end of the, I think it was the end of November, like I was done like my my honest performance wasn't as well even some of the guys were like you just look tired coming into the rink I'm like well yeah because you know i worked out twice yesterday and i realized like i need to slow it down i need to focus on my recovery so i started doing looking in like different stretches recovery bands like you know meditation even you know i'll meditate sometimes to relax the mind and body but um yeah chris you were spot on with everything you just said yeah i mean and i think you know in order to avoid like overworking yourself and everything like that, that's that I think that's why it's important to have a, a routine. Because I, I've created a routine, you know, for myself, um, you know, pretty much every day. Like so Monday through Thursday, um, I work out, um, I get up at six o'clock in the morning and, and work out. And then after that, you know, obviously after you work out, you gotta take a shower and then, you know, then after I shower, I eat, and then I have that the rest of the day to basically... We usually have school throughout the yeah. day. Yeah. But, you know, this is different times. And exactly. It's raining some at the break. But, I mean, I want to elaborate on that because, I mean, there's a difference between having a routine and, you know, this is a little, little, little sports-related, but there's a difference between having a routine and a superstition. Some of the best athletes in the world have the same routine before a game, so they know they'll, if you do the same thing, they'll get the same result. You know, they don't stray from that routine. You know, they have the same thing. So... I mean, I'm not the top 0.1% elite athlete in the world, as you can clearly see. But, um, I mean, I keep a journal and I write down before the week. I do like a weekly goal. So it's actually right there behind you, Chris. It's in that journal. What oh. I do is I write down, all right, so I want to work out four times a week. And I put seven slots and I check off. And if I go over, then I go over and it's a bonus. So I, I tally how much I go over and I go under each week total. So... Uh, I tally how much I skate. I tally how much I work on my hand-eye coordination. I have a computer program that was recommended to me by some professional athletes. So I keep track of all that to make sure my goals are on target because I want to be the best I can be, obviously. <laughs> yes, sir. That's yeah. that, that's a proper mindset right there, having that mindset. You know, and, and it's important to, you know, just have that, that mindset that, hey, like, I'm going to get up. I got a routine. I'm going to stick to this routine. And, you know, just in whatever it is you want to do, man, because it's important to, you know, plan your day so you know, okay, this is what I want to accomplish today, you know, and then you can check it off your list. Like, you know, my man Shay was talking about how you write stuff down. Writing stuff down is Mm -hmm. so important, I think, because and I guarantee you there's so many other people that write stuff down. So like that first year of juniors where I was, you know, I saw all the success. So what I did was. I there was an inspirational video I saw. It was like, um, the guy kept saying, "You are the master of your own destiny. You're the captain of your own ship." 
Mm-hmm. So I wrote on a piece of paper those sayings, and I wrote down, I will play Junior A next year. Mm-hmm. And I taped it to my door. So when I, everything, so the last thing I saw when I left my room in my host family's house was those three things. And I, well, I wrote it down, like, over and over again on that piece of paper. So, like, it really stuck with me. And I think that was something where I saw that piece of paper, and I was like, what am I going to do today? To get one percent better towards my goals. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that and that's the most important thing is believing in it. And that's the next point I want to talk about is, you know, once you wake up, once you have a plan and you roll and you write it down and you see it for yourself. Now you have to go out and do it and also eliminate any doubt because. Sometimes it's easy just to write stuff down. You know, it looks good on paper. You know, you got it all lined up. You got it organized. Freshman year, I right. Was, you I got it all organized. I, see, we got a story for that. <laughs> I remember. See, we'll get in that. We'll get in that into that in a minute. Don't expose me too much. But no, nah, no, nah, we good. But no, nah, but that's the thing. Like, you know, a lot of people will write it down. They'll be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, look at all this stuff I wrote down. I'm, you know, I want to do this, this, and this. But then once they go out and do it, and then they'll, and then they, it doesn't work out the way they wanted to at first, then oh, they're they like get, they get the they just they just they just, they just <laughs> give up. Midget. They start doubting themselves, and they're like, "Well, damn! Like, you know that person, you know who who I was trying to impress, they told me I won shit, and I'm just and and then who cares then they just too? Like, they just shut down. I'm just like, why are you worried about? what this person over here is saying or what this person over here is saying because obviously they don't see what you see right they don't see the vision that you have for yourself and so that's the thing like you know people a lot of doubt and a lot of fear comes from people telling us that we ain't gonna make it i want to elaborate on that real quick too so a little bit about my like my childhood where i moved eight times my dad does a national sports radio show and growing up, you know, he grew up in a, in the Bronx, grew up very humbly before moving to Los Angeles. And my dad ended up going to he was gonna be he was gonna be playing college basketball and ended up tearing his ACL his freshman year. But something that he didn't really want to do in his life after that, he was just kinda of just roaming around, you know, just random jobs. And then he got into sports radio where now he's been doing national national sports radio show for twenty eight years. And along the way everyone kept telling him you'll never make it. You'll never make it. You'll never make it. And then he, how he got his first national gig was he went to this office in Las Vegas every day. He was like, give me a job. Give me a job. Give me a job. And the guy said, screw it. You want a job? Your first shift starts on Christmas week. You're working 6 p.m. to midnight mm. till New Year's Day. And he was like, all right. And he did it. And he did well. And they're like, do you want to keep working? He's like, sure. They're like, all right, you don't have to do 6 p.m. to midnight anymore, but you're going to do a national show in Vegas. And he's like, good. And 28 years later... One wife and a kid later, he's still doing work. I mean, I was telling you before the, the show, we built him even a studio in our new house. Yep. And up in uh, Vermont, where he does it twice a week on the weekends for Fox. 11 to 1, quick plug. But uh, <laughs> 11 to 1 a.m., but quick plug. But, uh, yeah, no, that's something that I really look up to is, you know, persevering and not really caring what other people think. Like, I remember that summer I was trying out for all the junior A teams. You know how many times I got cut? Did I tell you what times I got cut by junior A teams? Uh-uh. I'm Guess how many teams cut me? Five. More. Ten. Ten or eleven. Okay. I got cut by ten or eleven teams that from Ooh. from March to Ju- to March to July, I got cut by ten or eleven teams. Dang. 
And I remember the last one stung. I think the uh, the seventh one, the last one stung the most. I remember. I remember uh, I, t- towards the end of the summer, I got cut by a team, and I was just like, maybe I'm not good enough, and maybe I should just go play junior B and this New York team that wants me. And my dad goes, so you're just, just going to give up? Like, who cares what people think? You know, I got denied by 20 slang jobs, and I kept walking that guy's office every day until he finally said, F off, here's a job. Like, just, I mean, I'm not telling you to, you know, barge at people's doors, but, you know, don't give up. And, you know, it wasn't the first team or the 10th team I made. It was the 11th team I made and got me in the door to play college hockey. And, you know, I really, and when I got there, it just, you know, I didn't work out, but I didn't have the right mindset. But that's something else that we'll touch on later in the show. But, you know, the point of this is, like, not caring what people think because if you you just gotta believe in yourself really and even if you don't believe in yourself at first if you tell yourself enough that you're good enough you'll you'll eventually believe it you'll you'll eventually believe it like today i was uh, skating on the ice and i didn't at first i saw the guy i was training with was uh he played in the one step below the nhl and one of the shooters he brought out the shoot on us was played 100 games in the nhl already i was like oh my gosh like i don't know if i want to stop him and you know the first drill like I got scored on like three times in a row and and then I realized like wait a minute I'm good enough to stop at least one of these like I should just trust my abilities and the next half of that drill I didn't give up a single goal because I just trusted my abilities and I didn't try to you know play in a style that isn't me you know I mean that's a little hockey related and I was kind of long-winded there but oh no it's all good I think you made some great points uh to the audience you know through your story man like that's the thing. That's 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 what uh, that's what's so crazy about you know life and the journeys that we take. Like it's not always gonna be no smooth road. You know what I'm saying? Like the path to success is in a straight line. I was right. told that by a hundred people. Like uh, what Michael Jordan was cut by his high school team, his freshman and sophomore year. He was mm-hmm. like five eight. Like imagine the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball. That's not even a debate either. It's not a debate. Yeah, we're not going to get No, we're, it's not a this, debate. This ain't the Michael Jordan and, and LeBron. Like, <laughs> it's not a need, debate. People need to stop talking about that. But um, imagine arguably the greatest player of all time being cut from high school basketball two years in a row. I mean, I don't know what team he's trying out for, but I don't think that anyone's better on, on that team than Michael Jordan if he's the greatest player of all time. And look, he remember like, the whole story was sitting in his closet, cry, uh, sitting in his closet crying mm-hmm. and three years later he's in the NBA. Man, that was a. Uh, speaking of Michael Jordan, that was a great documentary. I don't know. Who, I, I don't bit. know who oh. watched. I watched the whole thing. Do you like, know they they had that for a while, and then when, uh, I think it was when LeBron won, he finally released it. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I really don't know about all that. All I know is that I love it. During that time, I really needed inspiration because oh, yeah. I was. That was like during the whole quarantine, and that was also awful, yeah. with the quarantine, I was in the cast, and I was just like, man. Like, this sucks. Like Our being quarantine was a bit different, I'd say, because like you, like Ohio and Vermont are so different states. I feel like each state is kind of like its own country, with its culture, and its way. And it must have been challenging for you with the cast. Yeah, I, I, like I, I, I couldn't go nowhere. Like, yeah, you talk about not going anywhere. You really I could, couldn't go. I anywhere. couldn't even walk, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you talk like people could like go out like if people could like go outside. I mean, they could walk the dog. Yeah, but like, for me. I mean, I couldn't, I, w- I was just like literally in my room because I couldn't walk. I needed help to get up the stairs. I really couldn't do anything. So at, at that time, 
I was looking for some inspiration and just watching that documentary just took my mind off of all those yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of stuff and, that... And really was, taught me a lot about resiliency. There was a lot of productive stuff that we could have looked into for sure going through that time. I mean, I'd say the one thing I did that was really productive was I couldn't go to a gym or anything. You know, I got to stay in shape and round isn't the correct shape for me to stay in. So I would run four to six miles couple times a week and i had two dumbbells that were that would go up to 35 pounds or the little plates you put on and off uh-huh. so the one dumbbell would go up to 35 pounds but each dumbbell was basically like 15 and i could find a way to shove enough weights on this one so i looked up or i reached out to a, a, a former professional goaltender and former U, uh, university of vermont hockey goaltender for some workouts i could do and i literally was working out on my slanted driveway on the sidewalk in front of an old like my parents live in a very like a community where it's very old like elderly uh-huh. and all these old people are just sitting outside their houses just watching me work out with a single dumbbell and a chair <laughs> <laughs> like i'll be sitting down doing like doing the shoulder press but i like the, the legs were so white so, so i would like go down really slowly and i would hold it and i would explode up that's where the whole isocentric thing i was telling you about with the squat i would do like a like you see me squat i could squat a lot of weight and i would be using 30 pounds for a goblet squat i had to find a way to make it hard so I had to like hold it for a long time and explode up and it was I had to find a way to make it better. I had to find a way to get better I, during this. You know, you know what I love about what you just said about how Just find know, a way. Yeah, you have to find a way. That's the thing. That's that was the key point in that whole that's what I got out of it when I was listening to that. Not that I was that, out. No. I mean <laughs> just the overall, you know, hidden message when you were saying that because I know a lot of people were in that same situation where they couldn't go to the gym and they're like, man, like I can't go to the gym, so I'm going to just, you know, use that as, as an excuse to just sit around, watch Netflix, you know, eat chips, popcorn, and drink soda. But I think that's what being in, in quarantine taught us is, despite of the challenges that is going on, you have to find a way to make it happen. And even for me, um, you know, being on one leg, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, a little bench press in my basement. World so. Well, you was like 12, <laughs> 12 hours, hours away, away, dude. But for me, like, that's all I had. Like, because I'm like, because at first when the doctor told me, she was like, yeah, um, you know, you're going to have to wear this cast for two two months. I'm like, okay, so how am I going to, you know, walk. you know, walk? How am I going to, you know, take a shower? How am I going to work out? She's like, well, I don't know. But, you know, because I was determined, I'm like, I cannot just sit around because for me, I need to work out. And so even though I was limited, I still found a way. I still woke up. I started waking up at four o'clock in the morning and, and I, I uh, went into the gym downstairs. Now, I just had to sleep downstairs because we have we have a three story house and I had to Lucky. move to the basement. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. And just kind of hang out down there. But luckily, the room I was in was near, was like really next door to the to the little gym we got down there. So I was on the bench press. I was doing like 200 reps. You know, I was getting that chest pump in. You were, you were sleeping I, on the bench. I, was I, your bed. I literally was. Like, you know, I, I, was like I had, because I was like, okay, well, I can't go downstairs like how I want to. So how am I going to make this work? And I said, well, I still want to get my workout in. Because it's not an option that I just sit around and do nothing. Like, I got to do something. Hey, when there's a will, there's a way. Exactly. And yeah. that's the thing. Like, and in that moment, I had to use my pain 
to fuel my engine. And see that that's that's also, you know, another thing that y'all have to do in order for you to, you know, make it to where you want to go is wherever you want to go in life. You're going to have pain. I mean, you can't escape pain. Pain is required. You're going to have people that's going to tell you no. You're going to have, you know, uh, unfortunate circumstances that happen along the way. But how do you use that to fuel the engine? And that's what I did in, in, in that circumstance. I'm like, OK. I'm 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 in pain. I'm hurt. I'm sorry. I can't walk. I'm sorry. I can't really do anything, but I'm not going to let this keep me down. And see, that's what y'all have to learn. You have to get in that mindset as to, you know, if you want to, you know, make it to where you want to be, you have to learn how to use that pain as like a V8, you know, like some, you know, like a powerful engine that just keeps you going. Right. If somebody tell you, oh, no, you, you're not going to be able to be this. You just step on the gas and keep going. You know, grab uh, that engine up, baby. I heard, um, so there's a hockey player named Seth Jones. He was the fourth overall pick a few years ago. And um, he was traded, actually, a one-for-one trade for uh, Ryan Johansson. He um, was a defenseman. He was traded for a center. And he was talking about what his feelings were after the trade. And he said that after, he he found out when he was on uh, dinner with his girlfriend at the time. His ex-girlfriend, but... He said he came home and just started breaking down crying. And he was like, I wasn't crying because I was upset I was traded. I was crying because, like, I felt like I was just angry. Like, I was like, I, and then he said, he actually said, I used that as fuel to be even better. And one of the co-hosts on the show that I was listening to said, well, yeah, you're one of the best defensemen in the NHL now. You know, he's an all-star. He's arguably a top 10, top 15 defenseman in the NHL, and he's only 25 years old. And he definitely is somebody that used his pain to fuel to get better. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like that story, man, because it definitely, you know, taught me. It definitely, you know, teaches us how, you know, in life, you know, you're going to uh, face unfortunate circumstances. You can't um, control it. And you can't. And that's right. You cannot control it. You can't control what you can control. Exactly. You can't, you can't. Like, if you're a kicker, you can't control that the wind's 25 miles an hour. But you can right. control, you know. Your mindset, you can control the, your, your your form and everything. And, you know, right. I can't, like, for example, as a goalie, like, you know, if, um, let's say I'm not starting a game and their goalie gets pulled and we're down 5 nothing, and, you know, we're getting out completely outplayed by a team and, you know, I'm coming in cold. Like, I can't control that. But I can control the fact that I can go in and do what I can do to stop as many pucks as I possibly can. I mean, it's, I can't control mm-hmm. that, you know, my coaches give me an earful. And that was something I didn't realize last year, and that's why I think I struggled the second half of the year for sure. I don't think you were, you probably remember me telling you how upset I was at the first half of the yep. season because I wasn't playing as much as I wanted to, and I was letting that get to me, even though I was top twenty in the country and goals against and save percentage. But I wasn't, I wasn't winning games. So I wasn't playing as much. Like you know, I had a, I was top twenty in those two stats, but I only had one win in five games. I wasn't. I didn't deserve the play, he thought, and I couldn't control that, and I let that get to me, and I ended up, end of the season, way worse stats. <laughs> yeah. You know, stats aren't everything, but it's something that I was definitely looking at a lot, and I, I know, like, I can't control what's outside the ice. I can only control what's in the ice, and you can only control, you know, what goes on in your head, and what, what, you can't, like... I know there's some people who are like, oh, my boss hates me or something like that. Or mm-hmm. my teacher, my teacher doesn't like me, so give me a bag. Well, then the next paper, like, you got to work harder. 
Exactly. Yeah, I've been in that situation so many times, especially with school. Like, cause coming up in school, I was, I struggled with you know reading, writing, math. Like, I was not like those gifted students that can just show up and you know just make an A on a paper. Like, I had to no, put in, was... I had to put in that work. And now was, you are now, and now and now like. I've overcome all that because, you know, for me, the reason in and, and, and a lot of people in a lot of people are like, dang, like you made it on the dean's list, like you know when I was in. Uh, I don't think you've never not made it on the dean's list. I've not, and, and it, I think my like my first semester, like I was pretty proud. I was like, oh, I got a three five. Like, what did you get? He goes three seven. I was like, and see, so that's the th- <laughs> that's the thing. So for me, because you know, coming up, I, it wasn't always like that. You know what I mean? Like I I was behind the curve, like. Like, in, in school, they would have you take these, like, proficiency tests. I score below average all the, t- all the time. And I'm just like, dang. I'm like, what's up? Hey, but you found a way. But that was my... Th- I, but see, the thing the thing that, you know, helped me through school, that well, the thing that I had to realize coming up in school was that I wasn't going to just be able to compete with the other students by doing the same thing they were doing. I had to work twice as hard as the other students. In order to get on that level. And that's how I made it, you know, on the Dean's List was through work ethic. And I had to, you know, stay out the class. You know, I remember times, I remember physics class. Oh, my goodness. That class was like, I seemed physics. impossible. I, my, I had to take it my freshman year of high school because of the school I was at. That was requirement for all freshmen for whatever reason. That was, like, I couldn't control that, but right. you know, I cried twice. <laughs> I definitely cried. I remember I cried like the first two weeks. Right? I, I think I lost my... Like a notebook or something, and it was that class was awful. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember, like in that class, I never had to work so hard for a C plus in my life. Oh, you're lucky you got a C plus. I was like <laughs> freaking. I literally had. I literally had to give up. You know, lunchtime because there was you because, would sit in the study hall and you would do right like because like, like the the way the way because like since I was playing football in high school, I didn't have time to go after school. To get help, I was like, go to teachers. I had to, I had to go to the her office hours, which was during lunch. I'm just like, bruh, like I'm not trying to do work while I'm trying to relax at lunch, but I had to sacrifice that time in order for me to pass the class, so I could just you know walk out with a decent grade. But I remember working so hard for that C. It was so crazy. The C, the C doesn't matter. It's right. the fact that you worked hard. Exactly. And, like, that's something that, like, I think my, par- my parents relate to, but yours definitely could, could as well. Uh-huh. They probably didn't say They were not mad you got the C. They're mad that you didn't put in the effort. They were proud of you, not because you got a C, but because the effort you put in to pass the class because that was yeah. the best of your abilities. Like, uh, I mean, relate back to hockey and everything, but there was a t- like, my so my U14 year was the first year I was allowed to try out for the USA National Camp. And they get to the USA National Camp, you had to go through your state camp, your regional camp, and then you get to the national camp, which where all like, these scouts are. It's a big deal to make it. It's called, like, the USA Hockey Festival. And I was the backup goalie for my U14 year. We had a bad year. I got invited to the state camp. During my state camp, the starting goalie got cut after two days. I was still there. Mm-hmm. I ended up making the, the regional camp, and I was really close to making the national camp, which is a big deal. You know, there's... I think, like, um, Austin Matthews was there, and he ended up being the first overall pick in 2016. But something that really, I was really proud of was I worked harder than everybody else. Like, I was, I was 
13, 14 years old, going on two-mile runs around my block. Mm. Um, when I wasn't facing shots in practice, I would go off in the corner and work on my goalie-specific skating drills. And the reason I had to work harder than everybody else because I was so much shorter. I was a late bloomer. There were goalies that were five, five, six foot. I wasn't even five foot yet. I was, youth, I was in eighth, I was in seventh or eighth grade, and I didn't really uh, grow yet. I was 4'11", 90-something pounds, and I was competing against some of the best kids in the country. And the moral of the story was I always was told, hey – Hey, like you're really good for your size, but like you're not you're not gonna make this camp. Just don't come. Mm. Hey, yeah, listen, you're really good for five hundred. You can make the five hundred the all star five foot under team, but you know, they're messing with me at this point, but they're like, You're not you're not gonna make the regional camp. You're not gonna make it past two days at this camp. We caught kids after thirty minutes, so like kids get off in the middle of the ice. Like there were there'd be people waving, Hey, twelve white, get off, thank you for coming. You know, this isn't like some like normal hockey camp. This is like they find the best kids in the country. They go to the USA National Camp, and if they do well there, then they play for the United States Development Program for the next for U seventeen, U eighteen, where they'll go around and every single guy on that team ends up in Division One. It's the best like everyone wants to play there. You know, I I wish I was fortunate enough to play there, but you know, something that I did was I think I worked like that heavily helped me. I worked on my skating. That's something a lot of people don't do. Like I went off on my own and I did my own thing. Like I went off in the corner. Like how you went off and did your own thing at lunch. I went off and did my own thing in, in the corner, and I just, like, got better. Like, how you got better at physics, so. Yep. And, you know, as we, uh, you know, start to wrap up the show right here, I think, you know, what Shay was saying about his, you know, experience at camp and, and my experience, you know, in the classroom is, you know, there's going to be times where we feel like we're at a disadvantage. And that's where you have to use that as an advantage, right? Exactly. You have to use that as an advantage sometimes. Because you know whether it's on you know on the in the sports in the sports field you know in school like for me in school you know I was disadvantaged because I couldn't really read as fast as other kids I couldn't you know uh, pick up some of the stuff as fast as some of the other kids like I was like literally like the last person to finish to finish like a test or something like that. But That's always the worst feeling in the world. Like I would too. be like the only person in there, and the teacher just, just like, put the hand on the shoulder like, "You okay?" Like, right. Oh. But I, but but see. You know, that was my disadvantage, but, you know, for me, I had to realize, like, hey, like, it's okay, because it may not, you know, I may not finish um, as as soon as some of the other students, but I'm I'm going to make sure that right. I do it right. And see, that's 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 been a testament to how I've been able to make it through school is through my hard work and effort, despite of my disadvantage. And, you know, that goes the same for my man, Shay. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not 4'11 anymore. I'm right. Not, I'm actually he grew. I grew. He was fortunate enough to grow. But yeah. but during that time when he was, you know, a little boy. I was like 13, 14 years old. And I didn't even hit five foot yet. And I was playing against kids. There was a kid on my team that was 6'1". And there was a picture of us, saying, uh, us two sitting next to each other. And I was always, I remember all the parents would say, hey, you're that that f- quick little goalie. And I was right. like, yeah. But see, but see what you just said. Quick little quick. I, so you I had, got fashion. You had you had a gi- you had a gift though. Yeah. And that was quick. See, that's the thing. Like, even in basketball, I see it all the time. Like, you'll see the smallest dudes, right? Just you running. But th- but see, this is one guy at the wreck that we <laughs> played against. I don't know. You remember the Asian guy? I don't uh, know if you play. I don't so know. The guy with like the hype shoes. I I don't I don't know if you met the guy, but there's this guy at the wreck. He's like a thirty year old guy. Thirty year old oh, man. I hate this guy. He's 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 like. Maybe like five two, and you know when you look at him, right? You may look at him and be like, oh, yeah. yeah just put this, just go call and then this dude, it, you you look at him, you be like, oh man, yeah, he he ain't he ain't nothing. And then he gets the ball, right? 
and these stars just he's like impossible to guard because one he's so low to the ground and two he has like a, a nice handle where he can just get by you and go to the basket and see the point i'm trying to make is that you have to find an advantage you know you may not be tall but you can be quick like you were saying you can be yeah. quick you know you may not be you know uh 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 a gifted, you know, enrichment student, you know, in a classroom, but you, but work you got work ethic. The best, the best, that's that's uh, the best thing about GPA. The best, like, some of the, going back to the sports, the best people in sports, you know, they're not, like, the most, like, physically gifted or the most athletic sometimes. Like, like in hockey, Wayne Gretzky was told he would never play in the NHL because he was too small and ended up breaking so many records, like, they'll never be touched or, like, but he saw the game. Better than anyone. Right. I think the best athletes, what I'm trying to say, the best athletes is they, they see the game better than anyone. Right. It's not, you know, LeBron isn't the fastest player on the court. He's fast, but he's not the fastest, you know. LeBron jumps high, but, you know, there's guys, I guarantee you, jump probably higher than LeBron, but he sees the game better. Michael Jordan saw the game better. Everyone sees the game better. Like Tom mental. Brady. Tom Brady's slow. It's that mental. He doesn't throw the ball further than anyone. Exactly. But he's clutch. And he he sees the game better. It's what it is. It's mental. It, the sport, everything is everything yes, is sir. eighty to nine percent mental. It's all in your head. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know, I think you know to wrap up the show for real, for real. Because <laughs> you know, I think I we, we we've we've been said a lot, and I hope hopefully this has helped you. You know, give you some examples as to how you can apply some of the stuff we were sharing. You know, to your own journey. But just keep this in mind, y'all. You know. You know, the journey to your destination is not always going to be, you know, the smoothest, right? Because if you think, because if you, if you think about, you know, if you ever travel on the road, right, you know, you'll be, let's say you're trying to go from Ohio, in our case, to Florida, okay? You'll be going smooth, right? Everything will go good, you know, for the most part until you hit Atlanta. And then you hit Atlanta, you stuck. You just like... You honk your horn, you like, dang, like, what's going on, right? Or even in general, like, you know, you may be going to work Get and flat tire. flat tire, you know, you can run into traffic, there could be an accident. So there's going to be times in your journey that there's going to be some bumps, there's going to be some roadblocks, there's going to be some, con- you know, congestion. But that's the thing, like, if you stay the course... And you continue to wake up and continue to move forward, take steps forward. You know, it's just baby steps. You know, like sometimes when you're in traffic, you may feel you may not feel like you're going anywhere. But, you know, it's better to, you know, move slowly. Right. Sometimes when you're in the when you're in the jam, sometimes sometimes that little step towards your purpose is better than no step. Hmm. So, you know, just. Just remember that, man, you know, as you go about your life and, you know, you're trying to get to where you want to be. Just remember, it's not always going to be, you know, just on cruise control. You're not going to be always on cruise control. You're going to have to, you know, sometimes you may have to put the brakes on because there might be something that might be in your way. But you can always maneuver. Right. You can always maneuver around. You can you can, you know, and, and, and there's always like alternate routes. Right. Or you can just. Just wait and just stick it out and and continue to keep moving forward. So that's that's really that's really all we got for you, man. I mean, I appreciate y'all listening, man. 
Hopefully this has been an influence. I appreciate my man Shay coming course, on this time. call. Thank you, you for having me. Yes, I just want to remind everyone, make sure to follow all of our social media platforms on yes, Instagram, sir. TikTok, YouTube's coming soon at the end of the month. Uh, disinfecting your life. Yep. Again, TikTok, Instagram, and coming to YouTube soon. It's all be connected. So click on the links, you know, check us out. Make sure to buy us uh, uh, buy our merch at Chris's Motivational Gear. Okay, this is on. This will be on eBay. So if, if you have, if you don't have eBay, get your eBay account, or you can just hit us up in the DMs. See, that's the thing with social media. We got DMs. Yeah. So if you, the DMs. you can you can hit <laughs> like you can hit me up in the DMs, or you can reach out to me uh, by my phone. I mean, my number. I I, I think I've given it to y'all before, but I'll give it to you again. It's five one three six zero nine. 7520 again that's 5136097520 if you have any questions about you know any merch I mean I I I have the flexibility to customize anything you want so you know just keep that in mind but hey man it's been real you know um it's definitely been you know a great day so far hopefully you guys can have a, a great rest of your day and and hopefully be able to dream big in 2021 and know that you know, 2020 was the foundation for you to take off in 2021. It was like the launching pad for you to just go higher in 2021. Okay. This your boy. I'm out. This has been real with y'all. Take care, man. Peace.